Hey everybody, happy Thursday from the podcast daily. I am Austin Ward. That is Bill Lannis. This is Jeremy Birmingham. And we're, we had several requests for to, us to react. To deviation. Yeah. From our normal Thursday. Well, we're not going to talk to a Northwestern beat writer. A, I don't know if they have one <laughs> anymore. B, it's Northwestern. Don't you think it's somewhat ironic that there are so many well-known national sports writers from Northwestern who go to a school that doesn't really care about covering sports? I mean, I guess we could have had Doug Maurice on to talk about Northwestern this week. He is an alum. He's about one of the most knowledgeable people about that. Teddy Greenstein was would have been the choice, but he is now working for PointsBet and deep into golf gambling. So that's now I actually have some value of following <clears throat> He's Teddy. doing the Lord's work. He is, what he's doing. He is, uh, yeah, he and Paige Speronic. That's definitely <laughs> worth um, following for me. I don't always take their advice, but I certainly listen to it. At least half. Um, <laughs> but the bottom line is we're not talking. The bottom line is we're not talking about Northwestern. We are going to talk about November, which is four contenders. And uh, the college football playoff rankings did come out on Tuesday. So several of you wanted us to respond to that. Um, the reason that we didn't do that uh, on Tuesday night is primarily because I hate the college football playoff <laughs> rankings. Uh, first and foremost. I don't hate them. I just don't think that they matter right okay. now. That's true. Uh, I'll just put it out there. Those of you that have followed my work for a while know that a lot of the columns that I'm going to write throughout the rest of this month are going to have a common theme, which is to not pay attention to what the latest topic du jour is from these voters. The, the sample size is too small. These people have too much influence. They don't use the same criteria from week to week. And by the end of this month, it's not going to matter anyway. Tennessee and Georgia are going to play on Saturday. Ohio State and Michigan are playing on November 26th. Okay, after those games are done, maybe you want to put out one before championship week. Great. But the first week of November, all it does is serve to drive up television ratings and to make people go insane trying to talk themselves into arguments that only apply to one team and not the other. Uh, I just I feel like it's so stupid. Ohio State's number two. Uh, I think there's a case that they should be number one. It doesn't matter that Tennessee is number one uh, if Tennessee Whoever wins Tennessee, Georgia this weekend is probably going to be number one next week anyway. So I don't, for Ohio State's purposes, it didn't seem to me like wasting a lot of time. The rest of it is like, obviously the top 25 is stupid, but Ohio State is where it's supposed to be. Or, or where it could but, be, should be, doesn't, I don't know. But to be clear, we want you to watch this video. <laughs> and we want you to read yeah. Austin's column. I thought you were just going to wrap it up when you were done. Maybe, maybe I did want to. Because it is something that people want to talk about. Because we once again see and this is i think the biggest takeaway for me on the playoff rankings in this first week which again means nothing it's almost as irrelevant as preseason top 25 polls like it literally doesn't matter ohio state was what number 14 in the country in 2014 or mm -hmm. something when, when they when the first poll came out and won yeah. the national championship doesn't matter what does matter is that we once again see what you just mentioned the undue influence of a handful of people who get to make some of these decisions based on totally arbitrary factors and totally irrelevant conversations uh, to have LSU at number 10 uh, is a joke. Mm -hmm. And when every playoff game is on ESPN, who is very much in bed with the SEC and has been for years and will be even more so in the future because of the new big 10 TV deals. That oh, well, maybe not. I mean, that's, there's good, that 
when they go to market, there will be an opportunity for that to not just be an ESPN exclusive. Well, I'm saying, but they're going to be more in bed with the SEC right, than ever. Yeah, than okay. ever. Now, I got, you. I got you. Until the Fox Network and until NBC and CBS get some piece of the playoff pie, ESPN has every incentive to keep boosting the SEC. Gotcha. And so yeah. that's what they do every single time. Yeah, I don't know if that's true. Um, Prove it. I mean, pr- pr- prove your point. I guess. I, <laughs> Look at the top eleven. How many? How many SEC think, teams are there? I think five. That but casual, I think the casual it, college yeah, football observers give give. I think ca- casual college football servers do give too much credence to the SEC. I totally agree with that. I don't think the people are sitting in the room going, "Oh, what? What can we do to make our television show better?" I bet you they do. I've um, been there. Have you? As a fly, you like Grapevine, <laughs> Grapevine, Texas. I love Grapevine, Texas. No, I mean, but but you can you can quibble with it. Like LSU being ten is like. You know, pretty dumb. It's, it's a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Texas at five and three being ranked at all. What, what, on um, what, what are they standing on? What, what got them in the. Well, they played Alabama. <clears throat> Almost beating Alabama. Yeah. Well, that's why. It, well, that's, that's probably they're why they're in the top 25. That's, a, that's the whole you gotta point. Pad, that's why they're you got to pad that Alabama resume so that when they have that one loss there, you can look back. Well, they have this many wins over top 25 teams, including a top 10 win mm. against LSU because they're not a fraud of a top 10 team. I get it. <laughs> I, un- I understand that train of thought for sure especially um in big 10 territory when like a team like illinois is like 16th and doesn't seem to get the same consideration as any other one loss team or um isn't closer to the pack in terms of being closer to the to the teams that are unbeaten at this point um and like lsu being there makes no sense yeah i think it's just it gets what it wants which is debate and normally i'm all for that the fact that it's so manufactured was i don't like if there's an actual topic that you want to break down and have a debate about college football or something that's controversial, uh, hey, let's do that. That is great for business, and it's more fun for us to do that. I, I just, it's hard for me to work up some of the outrage outside of it just being dumb, like what these people decided from one week to the next. Like at this point, I've seen it enough over eight years that I know that the first one in November is going to be completely worthless. I just, it's almost become more amusing for me to watch the mental gymnastics that people are doing when they get worked up about it. Somebody, you know, a, a national reporter was reacting to it on Tuesday night and said, oh, well, if they're supposed to be common opponents, like Michigan dominated Penn State and it's common opponents, like how can they be three spots behind Ohio State? As if that's just one small data, which if you're going to use common opponents, guess what? There were two more. And Michigan played Penn State at home. They won by 24 instead of 13. Congratulations. That game was also a one-point game at halftime. I don't even Penn understand. Penn State was also leading State in, the was fourth, eight, in the third yeah. quarter. You're I taking mean. such a selective piece of advice in the, or, or data and then manipulating it to distortion. And, like, I just – that's the part that gets <laughs> me Is your insane. first time on social media? No, it isn't my first time. I just – <laughs> I think that's the worst part about it is the, the people who actually do want to debate a Tuesday night college football playoff rankings release like i know that it's different for us covering ohio state because it truly is and even if if somehow they lost a game in the next three weeks which i think is almost impossible the situation would still be the same that they could win out and go to and go to the college football playoff like maybe we're just in a unique situation to dismiss it out of hand but i think it, it it upsets me that it forces me to defend the big 10 in general where because we are in Big Ten country, because we've grown up in this part of the country, or I have, we've never been the type to be like, 
we are the conference. We are like, <laughs> you can't tell me that Clemson is better than Michigan by, based on the eye test at all, because they're not. they're not. You can't tell me that Clemson has played a better pre-conference schedule than Michigan because they didn't. Not that Michigan played a good one because theirs was terrible, but they were both very, very bad. Who did Clemson play? They played like Furman. I mean, they, they, it was, I Michigan's don't, a terrible. That's all I mean. They were both equally bad is my point. And if you just look at the eye test, Michigan is a much better team than Clemson has been all year long. Well, they're not even done because they have to play a mighty SEC team at the end of the year in vaunted South Carolina. So. That's true. Well, I mean, you know, they get Notre Dame this week and we'll see. I mean, if Notre Dame beats Clemson, they'll jump back into the top 25 next week. And how's they get to rank win? Cool. <laughs> like, it's just so stupid. But the point is, anyone with eyes and a functioning brain have watched enough football and, and are getting a chance to vote on this have watched Michigan and Clemson play, and there is no world where Clemson is a better team than Michigan is right now. None. Zero. You with that? Yeah, Clemson is like like almost 50th in the country yeah. in offense. Like I say not- that as someone who the last two weeks has said Clemson's getting a lot better. I can they are see getting better for sure, yeah. But they are not better body of work-wise than Michigan. No, and watch the games, and you can, <laughs> you can tell very quickly that Michigan is a better team than Clemson. I don't know what the spread would be if they played on a neutral field tomorrow, mm. but I'd imagine it'd be Michigan by... What, Ten. Ten? Seven, maybe? Maybe seven and a half. Yeah. Definitely Michigan. There's no way that yeah. Vegas is establishing Clemson as a favorite over Michigan. Yeah, so that's where I get annoyed. Like, you're making me defend this stuff when it's... I don't want to, but, yeah. you know, we have to talk about it. I didn't even tweet about the rankings on Tuesday night because I it doesn't... It's so irrelevant, but... I understand why it's something that people want to talk about because it allows us to do something very rare, which is play the victim. Did you guys think? <laughs> <laughs> did you guys think that Ohio State had a legitimate claim and/or shot to be number one? No, I didn't. I mean, I thought they had a claim for it. Did I think they had a shot? No, because once Tennessee beat Alabama, and as long as they didn't lose, it was a guarantee they were going to be number one. Yeah, that's probably right. I, I don't know, Bill. I thought that they there was a chance that that could happen because you the only value that sometimes people say is that oh the first first rankings release you get an idea of what the committee values which is definitely not true but let's say that it was you know maybe this this particular group would have said we've used the eye test and we believe that Ohio State is the most complete football team in the country because sometimes that's what they'll do and i don't know what every particular voter uh, how they cast their ballots they don't generally reveal that uh it'd be very surprising to me if it was unanimous that tennessee was number one because i think they have some legitimate concerns on defense and certainly don't match match up in terms of one through 85 personnel against ohio state in my opinion um but you know their their body body of work their strength of schedule you can say that that's better because they played alabama right right? it's the magic trump card Uh, to me it seems like but i did think they could be number one I, i i part of me like I was on alert for them to be number one because they have been the most statistically dominant team in the sport to this point. Um, their schedule is not great, but like Tennessee's win over Alabama, Georgia's win over Oregon are probably the two best wins in the country, unless they're forgetting an obvious one. Ohio State winning on the road at Penn State like is has to be up there. The only and I'll let Burn finish his point or get to his point. The only other reason that I thought that I thought the argument was more likely to be between Georgia and Ohio State as the most complete teams in the country evaluating them statistically which they do they they look at they use some of the espn numbers the fpi game control those sorts of things they all favor ohio state and georgia as the two best teams in the country i think what's happened 
in the last few weeks is that as become as the Vols have become the flavor of the week and Hennon Hooker's getting Heisman talk and because they beat Alabama, people are forgetting that the complete body of work for Tennessee includes some pretty sketchy games in September. Yep. I believe overtime it took to beat Pitt. Pitt. So, you know, again, I'm not holding that against anyone permanently. I know that college football is played on a week-to-week basis and that score comparisons and transitive properties are worthless, just like these rankings are. But Ohio State hasn't had anything resembling some of those weaknesses that even Georgia had against Missouri. So I thought because of all that, Ohio State did have a chance to be number one, and I. but I also understand why they're not. It's, it's the argument like with the Heisman. Is it supposed to be the best player? Is it the most valuable player? Is it the team? Is it the player whose team couldn't win without him? I think we watch the goalposts move from going. What's the most dominant team in the country? Goalposts. That's a Tennessee joke. Uh, <laughs> you watch the most dominant teams in the country, but then you have, as you mentioned, the sort of the flavor of the week, and it goes like, well, now we got to talk about the best win. And I don't know if that best win is the best win. I mean, I don't. Georgia beating Oregon the way they did is much more impressive to me than what. Uh, Tennessee did against Alabama, but that. that was the first week of the season, and I don't know how much stock you really put into that with a new head coach and all that stuff going on. Yeah, they get I'd, benefit because Oregon's played well since then. Right. But I'd love to see that yeah. game again, yeah. but I, I don't think that it's a apples-to-apples comparison because, to me, as you said, like Ohio State has played the best all year long along with Georgia, but it's the way we are as a country like you talk about like this is the most exciting thing right now and so we just have to dive into it it's current thingism uh, and uh, that's that's tennessee the whole point of this committee is that they're uh, they're supposed to be objective they're supposed to be neutral parties and they then they built one eight years ago where everyone had a vested interest in who was in it what yeah everyone had to leave the room <laughs> you know what i realized is that the computers were actually better at this 100 percent, the computers were better like if you just let the computers pick the first pick the four and go back to that system instead of two i think it generally works out better and you eliminate a lot of this objectivism that plays into it. well that's the single biggest problem with the whole format is that they went from taking a ton of information and whether you like or dislike the computers when you had that much volume going in you could reasonably remove a lot of the bugs but then they're like nah let's take the smallest possible sample size that the public <laughs> will accept make it a jury panel and expand the playoff and then think that this is going to magically get it right and guess what it's made it so much worse let's take a thousand data points and condense it into two teams or let's take two data points and condense it into 12 teams <laughs> that seems to me to be an obvious flaw and let's let gary barda be part of it because obviously he's seen good football he not at Iowa, but he has seen other teams play good football. He is not the chairman. He's not anymore, but I think that's a prime example. He's a national punchline because he is Brian Ferentz's boss. (laughs) Brian Ferentz has great hair. He let him speak for everybody. Gary Barta. He tried to change the colors at Wyoming. (laughs) To what? Not brown and gold. I'm actually Prairie gold. We need to remove brown. <laughs> we, need, we need to remove brown from college uniforms. I love brown as a uniform. You color. would. Yeah, that's great. Wyoming is the best uniforms in the sport. Breach. Bowl eligible. Um, <laughs> so, you know, if you want us to do this again next week, we uh, will. We will. It'll sound a lot like this. Well, and will we be able to, do we know anyone that we would want to talk to about Indiana? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, actually, yeah. we actually do have somebody yeah. lined up for Indiana. Um, but maybe we'll ask. In Indiana, beat writer, what they think of the college football playoff rankings. Because 
they've had to pay a lot of attention to that over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, great program over there for the Hoosiers. <laughs> so bottom, bottom line, though, like this is the sport right now, and we know the playoffs are going to change like next year. So do these rankings next year mean anything? Do you think when you expand the playoff to 12, does it? Are you reporting that it's already done? I mean, you know it's going to happen. But do you think that these rankings mean more or less when you expand it? Because I think there Um, might be an argument on both sides. I think it it means exactly the same for Ohio State. Actually, it probably means even less because there's more margin for error for a team like Ohio State. But I think it makes the conversation at large a little more interesting when you start looking at the teams that could be in position to kind of sneak into the back of the rankings. Illinois, for example. Yeah, yeah. I think that could be fun. I think one of my dozen problems with it is that they are going to do it every week from the end of the season. If they put out one now – and then didn't do it again, so that everybody had a general idea of what the committee was looking at, where they stood heading into the final month of the season, and then did it again after championship, or not championship week, the final week of the regular season. Like, all right, that's fine. The, the fact that we have to do this every single week is why it's clearly driven by television dollars and getting getting eyeballs on ESPN to watch that. Like, there's no other value to it. Like, I, you know, when, when the NCAA basketball... Selection committee is like, well, let's let's spice it up. We're only going to do this once because it seems pretty stupid to make a bracket every <laughs> single week. Football did not learn from that at all. They're just like, well, let's waste everyone's time. At least they've stopped doing like the slow reveal, you know, like we're like, and number one is <laughs> coming right after this commercial from ESPN, the magazine. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't still make that. I don't know. Do you think if uh, if Georgia Tennessee is close, which I don't think it will be. Ohio State drop behind the loser of that game? No. Behind the you, you don't believe that? Mr. I don't. SEC I, 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 don't I don't because, well, here, let me. Well, let they'll me, drop behind Alabama. Let me put an asterisk in here. Because <laughs> they're about to beat a top if 15 If Ohio State wins like 17 to 3 because the weather's going to be so wonky on Saturday, I could see people saying, well, the people who didn't watch the game be like, oh, look at it. Look at it. Northwestern may have six total yards of offense, <clears> and Ohio State, because it's going to be 40 mile an hour winds and 40 degrees and rainy. Maybe they're not uh, going to It's go actually out. still supposed to be warm, bro. No, the high temperature for the day is supposed to be 60. The game starts at 11 a.m. in Chicago. It's yeah, going to be it like gets, 45 degrees. It gets warm really early in Chicago. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> it's famously. Famously warm early in <laughs> the day. It, they call it the early warm city. I'm going <laughs> to go out and uh, run by the beach before we get <laughs> to Evanston. Yeah, it's going to uh, be a really nice morning. I don't think that will happen uh, unless... Oh, I'm definitely not going to run. You're right. No, I, I mean, I don't <laughs> think Ohio State will drop behind a close loser of that game. I don't think okay. yeah, I, I think, think so. because it doesn't... But Alabama will jump ahead of Michigan. Alabama will certainly jump ahead of Michigan. I love what they do with Alabama. If, if Alabama beats LSU this week, they so will funny. certainly jump ahead of Michigan. What's the lowest we can get away with putting... Yeah. Oh, no, they're the oh, first... They, yeah, they've... Like, well, we can't do Michigan yet, but guess what? Next week we can because we got LSU at 10 right now. That's right. Plus, we got that top 25 win over Texas. We're so sneaky. Yeah. No one will figure it out. Um, yeah, we did. We're on to you, selection committee. Knock it off and go away for the rest of the month. We don't <laughs> care about you. That's Bill Burr, my Boston. So long. <laughs>